Welcome to your next digital bit. We're excited to have you back for another one of these digital bits. Now, this one is going to be all around what we call the seven levels of awareness. And we're excited that you've picked up Digital Sense, and we're really grateful that you're this far through the book because that means you've read a significant portion of it, and it must not have sucked so far. Um, and so thank you for tuning in, and, and thanks for taking advantage of this bonus content. There's a reason for these, obviously, and, and the main reason is you, you cannot write a good book and put everything you want into it. And, you know, there, we mentioned and referenced seven levels of awareness in, in the flow of the text. But to go deep into that in the content of, of typing and, and reading would have been a derailment of the flow of the narrative. And so uh, we've put these digital bits together throughout the book. Some are audio, some are not, so that you can just get access to this content um, but not derail your reading and your learnings as we move through the social business strategy, marketing technology, and customer experience stuff inside of the, the book itself. And so uh, let's dive right in and, and talk about the seven levels of awareness, give you a better, broader uh, understanding of what they are, where you and your organization currently reside, and then how you can elevate yourself to the upper levels of it so that you can ultimately do more faster and more efficiently and more effectively. And I'll, I'll leave you with this at the beginning. Right? The solution to every conceivable problem facing you and your business today is located just outside of your current awareness. Now think about that for a minute. Awareness defined by Webster's is having a knowledge or cognizance of a thing. So if the solution is outside of your current level of awareness, meaning you have a problem that you have not yet solved, well, then that would make sense, wouldn't it? That it's currently residing outside of your consciousness. You're not cognizant of it. So as you analyze your life as it relates to awareness, and you, you should, you should look at everything through the lens of your individual life and your individual level of awareness, and then how that plays into your ability to lead others from where their level of awareness is. How, how do you identify it without asking? How do you identify it by just paying attention to, to them and your overall culture, and then how do you start to move it up this chain without making it weird and this thing that people might not be into, right? That's what a leader does. So in this, in this diagram that uh, we'll, we'll put up um, probably in an email or something else, if you can imagine a upside down looking pyramid, kind of like one of the Mayan ruins, you know, where they have a flatter top and then they come down as a pyramid, but there's like a flat square plateau on top. If you can imagine one of those flipped on its head, that'll be a good visual. And inside of that, there are seven layers. And then just outside of that, on the bottom, is the first layer, right? And so the first layer is simple consciousness. Simple consciousness. Now, this is what animals have. So years ago, before we had children, um, my wife and I had dogs, and they were named China and Jazz. We had a Rottweiler and we had a Midpit. It looked like Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger from that movie Twins, if any of you remember that movie. Now, the only reason I bring them up is because they were my dogs, and so I could speak to them, but they had simple consciousness. And, and so animals in general, if you have pets, if you have animals, uh, whatever, it is, if you know what an animal looks like, you don't have to be like an expert in animals to understand this analogy, but and that animals have zero ability to expand their awareness, right? That is why that first layer of awareness is actually outside of that pyramid. So imagine it, you know, upside down pyramid, Mayan ruin pyramid. 
And then the first layer is actually a little bit removed from that and separate. It is a box all of itself, and that is simple consciousness. And the reason why it's separate from the others is it has no ability to expand up into the other levels. It is a box. It's truly inside the box, if you want to think about that analogy of outside the box, inside the box thinking. Animals have zero ability to look within themselves. They only have the ability to look without. So when I would walk our Rottweiler, China, and she was a super friendly, happy dog. And when I would walk Jazz and he was a super teeny little, you know, Klingon to her, what would happen is they would know that they were on a walk, but they did not know they knew. So when you have simple consciousness, you know you're doing a thing, but you have no ability to look within and know that you know. And that's important as a distinction because the, the thing that, whatever you subscribe to from, from where we came from as human beings, the creator of us, the, the, whatever that is for you, has blessed us with the most significant gift of all, which is not only the ability to introspect, meaning look in, but to have free will. It's our ability to reason inductively after we looked in within and deductively observe the world without. So we can look at the world without and we can reason with it within. And it's what separates human beings and humanity from all other living organisms on the planet. You notice dogs don't go start businesses and take them public, right? There's no ability for an animal to do that kind of thing. So the second level, now we're inside of that bottom layer of the upside down Mayan ruin pyramid. And the second level is what's called animalistic. Now this is the lowest level of human consciousness. This is the lowest level of conscious awareness. It's just a step above what an animal has, which is simple consciousness. This is the second level. So this person has the ability to look within and reason, but they ignore the gift. They operate purely from what Maslow would call fight or flight. Everything in their life. So when you and I see a homeless person on the street, day in and day out, on the same corner begging for money, you may be quick to assume that in some way they are disabled or retarded or just lazy or stupid. But if you did any significant research at all, you'd find that many people who live in this lifestyle are not stupid by society's definition or even by IQ. And they're not necessarily all derelicts either. You can go into any city and find homeless people who've achieved advanced degrees in law, medicine, and mathematics. Their level of education is not equal to their awareness. Awareness at the animalistic level is purely reactionary and survival-based. It's, it's those people that are operating, consciously or unconsciously, to stay at that level because it is all they want to handle. And there's a key there, all they want to handle. Now, can and want are two different things. People can confuse them, but at the end of the day, it is a choice. It is free will. So animalistic consciousness is, is what happens when we are constantly in a state of reacting. We are not taking the ability to control any aspect of our life. We only control our reactions to it, and we control those reactions from a very adrenal depleting way. And, uh, and that's, that's the animalistic nature. So right above 
animalistic as a second level. Most of you listening to this are not operating, obviously, at the animalistic level because people that are animalistic don't read books to better their business or better their life. So mass consciousness is a step above that. Mass consciousness is exactly what it sounds like. This is where the majority of society, and we talked about in chapter two of the book, we talk a lot about how your, how your organization and how society in general is organized from, from four kind of buckets of people, uh, the fourth being zombies, right? And, and so you can dive into that in chapter two, but mass consciousness is the level of awareness. This is the third level that represents the majority of people in society who operate and stay hidden in what we would call the herd. Groupthink is another term. Normal is a way people like to refer to it. Well, that's normal. That's not normal. When, when you hear people say that's normal, it's again, it's relative, going back to another digital bit on the seven laws, law of relativity, right? What's normal for you is not normal for me, vice versa. It could be, but it's by happenstance because we've applied a layer of, of our own paradigm across it. But when you hear people say norms in society, when they say norms, they're looking at aggregate data across 7 billion human beings and saying that's normal. So mass consciousness is where the majority of society and humanity operates from as it relates to awareness. People who operate at the mass conscious level of awareness care more about what others think than what they think themselves. Now, a lot of you may say, I don't care what others think, and you're trying to pump yourself up. I've done that. I'm guilty of that myself. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is you actually can't operate independently at the mass conscious level. You have to conform. You really are focused much more and, and maybe even not even aware that this is the case in most cases. As the mass consciousness level, you live your life through the thoughts and, and ideas of others. That's everything from mainstream media to your parents, to whomever you listen to. You very rarely at the mass conscious level listen to yourself. You constantly ask questions of others to try and figure out what you should do. Not from a standpoint so that you have things to think about to then make a decision that's independent of, of them, even if you make a decision that they, whoever they are, don't like, but because you cannot live and function in society without conforming to what is normal, right, and of high opinion of the masses. So when you want to elevate yourself out of mass consciousness or you want to elevate somebody that you know out of mass consciousness, and by the way, you can have mass consciousness in one area of your life and be at a much higher level of awareness in a, a second area of your life or a third area of your life. At the end of the day, you'll have some aggregate average that puts you somewhere on this chart as it relates to your total life. But inside of business, I've met people that are extremely, you know, higher up in the, in the levels of this chart and then at home fall more into the mass consciousness level because they have not yet realize that they, they couple those things together and that who they are is really always apparent. But for whatever reason, maybe they've had advantages to be raised up by a peer or a mentor in one area of their life and they've been sucked down by zombies in another area of their life and they have not yet decoupled themselves from that and become independent. I'm just saying that so that you're aware that you can, you can be operating in one or more of these levels depending on how, how personally developed and, and mature you are in your thinking. So, and, and more importantly than you, 
your organization. You may have people. So as a mentor, as a peer, uh, where can you help be someone who raises them up to then help them figure that out in the other areas of their life? When you're managing folks, you've run into this because you'll deal with one person at work, but then from time to time, they'll be on this roller coaster of life and they'll be completely unproductive because of something that happened outside of work and you can't manage or coach them off of it until it subsides. And typically that's because they have not yet moved out of mass consciousness fully. So you have to help them build self-image and you have to help them understand that self-image and self-esteem are two different things. Self-esteem is how I feel about myself. Self-image is my self-worth. There's a difference between what we're worth and how we feel. I feel like shit sometimes about how I've acted, both in life and in business, whatever. It's okay to hate the way that you've acted or to feel bad about yourself in a moment of how you've made a decision or something that you've caused intentionally or unintentionally that you now regret. But that is different than feeling worthless. We've got to get back to a society that understands self-worth and self-esteem are different things, different topic for a different day. Aspiration is now the, I believe, fourth, right? I'm going, yeah, the fourth level. So the aspirational level is where someone begins to light up. They start to understand that there is a herd and that there is a group of people that operate kind of outside the herd or lead the herd. So aspiration level of awareness is when someone gets the first inkling in their conscious mind, the, the mind that they're aware of, that they reason with, that they've allowed their, themselves to start to express and impress their desires into their world for expansion. Now, they may not have realized these dreams and goals and aspirations yet. More often than not, they have not. But they're in this mode of pursuit. Maybe, maybe someone's reading this book because they made a decision this New Year's to aspire to have a better company, to aspire to have a better career, to aspire to deliver better customer experience. And, and it was never in their conscious awareness as an organization or as a manager before that they could do that. They could impact that. And so that's why you picked this up. Well, if that's the case, great. Thank you. That's awesome. You are at the aspirational level in your business or client experience. And so this means you're still kind of acting with accordance to the herd, meaning you'll still deal with silos and you'll still kind of let politics rule the day. Um, you're not right now ready to put your neck out, but you are willing to learn what you need to do to do it and feel safe about it, feel good about it either way, regardless of the result. So this is someone who wants to think like an individual, but that is not yet broken free from, from the organization in a way where they can lead from where they are and be an individual and yet still conform enough to have others follow them. So uh, this, is a, this is an opportunistic opportun stage in the game. This is also a, a, you know, a tenuous one because it can be tricky um, to, to move out of here. So this is where mentorship and, and leadership above you and around you um, can really help develop you from aspiration to the next level. But this is where you're certainly aware that you want more you, you, you're going to do something about it and you're beginning to take those steps. Now, the individual, individualistic level of awareness is finally when you've broken through. At the individual level, you begin to realize for the first time that there's never been, nor will there ever be, another human being on this planet or in this galaxy as unique as you. You are truly special. You are truly one of a kind. You have things to bring that nobody else and no thing else 
can bring. You have this spirit that is willing and ready to express itself freely and openly and manifest things that no other person could manifest, small or big. Your contributions are meaningful, they matter, and they are possible. This is the individual level. When you've reached this level of awareness and you understand that you have that much power, no matter how small and insignificant you may be inside the organization or inside of your world, you have as much power as the most significant person because you can make an impact in a way that no single other human being on this planet can make. This is when self-worth is truly felt. It's no longer something you aspire to be. It's something you are grounded in. You understand that regardless of how great you be, how big your Instagram following is, how many people or how few people follow you or like you, that you still fucking matter. And it's still your right to do. That's the individualistic level. So congrats, you've made it there. Now discipline level, we're rounding the corner to the final five, six, seven. The discipline level of awareness is not when you begin to play, you know, like a Catholic school nun and smack yourself over the knuckles back in the day with a, with a ruler for doing things bad. Discipline merely refers to your ability to give yourself a command or an order and to follow through in the time frame that you set for yourself to follow through. It is the true definition of commitment is doing the thing you said you would do long after the positive emotion has worn off from the moment you made the decision to do it. Now that's a mouthful. You spend enough time around me, you'll learn that I'm full of those. But think about that for a minute. It's easy to start something. It's easy to start an initiative on improving your customer experience. It's easy to start a company. It's discipline to do it day in and day out, to execute, to take the lumps, to pivot, to be agile, to re-recruit new people when old people no longer fit. The discipline to do what you said you were going to do in the time frame you said you're going to do it, to manifest your individual contribution, however big or small that may be, to the universe, to the company, to the world, to the customer, whatever your focus is, the discipline to do that is when you've arrived at the discipline level of awareness. It's what helps you stay locked in at the individual level and higher because you actually have the discipline to do it, which most people will not do. The difference between being individualistic and higher and aspirational and lower or aspirational and staying in a spin cycle is the discipline. Discipline is the difference between being aspirational and being achievable. Experience is the sixth and almost final level. Experience comes from performing at the individual and discipline levels over long periods of time. If you've read Gladwell's work, uh, Outliers, you, you, you remember 10,000 hours, right? 10,000 hours. Well, 10,000 hours is where you start to develop the experience. So if you give yourself the goal of uh, driving some arbitrary number, let's just say that we give ourselves a goal to creating 100,000 five-star reviews for our product on, you know, marketplaces like Amazon. And that's our charter. Our charter is to lead our organization um, in a way where our products, our service, our delivery, our return policy, everything about our customer experience is going to drive us to this huge goal of 100,000 five-star reviews over some 10-year, five-year period, whatever it may be. 
Well, there's obviously a big roadmap for how you're going to go about messaging that, communicating that, following through on that, earning that, all that stuff. But if you're leading that, managing that, um, and you're doing that, it's not something that's going to be achieved overnight. You're not going to snap your fingers, have 100,000 people go give you five-star reviews, no matter how big your database is. So as you begin to move down that direction and as you discipline yourself to do the thing that you said you were going to do, regardless of circumstance, in the time frame you said you were going to do it, or continue to do it even if you missed the time frame originally and reset the time frame based on new data, the point is, is as you do that over time, you gain experience. You gain experience in operating as a disciplined individual, and you, you gain experience that you will honor your plans. You gain experience that when you do not achieve the, the desired result or expectation, that you will be accountable time and time again, and that you will be okay, that you will not fail permanently if you admit failure temporarily. So that's the experience level. Finally, as you, as we teased it a little bit earlier in, the, in that, that paragraph with, with 10,000 hours, when you get to the seventh level, you've reached what's called mastery. Mastery is any skill or habit that you've cultivated over 10,000 plus hours on average. Now you can master something that is not something you want to continue doing. You can master any habit. So if you do something long enough, you become a master at it. People are masters at smoking cigarettes. And it's not just the nicotine that they're addicted to. So mastery is the goal. It's the seventh level. It's the highest level of achievement. Mastery is the goal for all people who want to be truly wealthy in life. Now, I'm not talking about just financial wealth. Financial wealth is important. But I'm talking about wealthy from a sustainability standpoint. The ability to continue to do what you intend to do in an ongoing way that is regenerative. That's wealth. So if your company is wealthy, it means it's able to continue to deliver phenomenal customer experience, great products, new innovations in a regenerative, sustainable kind of way because your culture, your people, your talent is retentive at such a high rate that you're able to can create new efficiencies and new economies of scale as you continue to grow. Mastery is the goal. It is the seventh level of awareness. And a book that I'll recommend if you want to dive into this on more of a personal development standpoint is a great one from the early 1900s by Wallace Waddles that most of you have probably heard of or read. If you haven't, you can pick it up for free, I think almost anywhere, because it's uh, it's. DRM right free on the internet. It's called The Science of Getting Rich. And in that, I'll leave you with this. Focus on truth regardless of appearances. Focus on truth regardless of appearances. The, the truth that I'll leave you with today is that you are capable of mastery in any area that you choose to focus on. You now know the seven layer, layers that you are dealing with. One of them you don't have to worry about because it's simple consciousness. So really, Look at where you are today on those six remaining layers from animalistic all the way up to mastery and start to move yourself up that chain. Be disciplined and we'll see you in the next video.